Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend. Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country, with a pedal to the metal, with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Welcome, 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 welcome live audience who's getting to chow down on some really delicious, great, incredible food. Every week I say it, every week it's true. If you're hungry, come here to eat. If you're hungry for food, human natural food, then you can come here and feed your body. If you want to feed your soul, you can come here too. This is an awesome bunch of people. You'll be welcomed. Five o'clock every week in Newark, Delaware, we get together. Uh, Very, very comfortable. We can seat over 100 people and uh, we can feed how many of our folks come. So if you're in the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, feel free to come see us. Uh, If you want to learn more about this, you just simply go to drshawngreener.com that's d-r-s-h-a-w-n-g-r-e-e-n-e-r.com or theninjapastor.com by the way uh, been some really tough times uh, for america you all know if you follow me for very long you know that i'm a former police officer a former military um, a veteran and and um, some other stuff and so you had to know i'd have something to say and something to write about what just happened this week these this uh, awful awful murder of these uh, police officers. And uh, I've got a lot to say about it. I'm just going to tell you right now the name of the podcast uh, that I'm going to refer to as Racist or Truth, You Decide. You listen, you decide. I'm going to tell you, you know, it's raw and it's right in your face, but it's stuff that I think needs to be said from a long time back, long time back, back to 1863, probably even. So uh, listen to that at your own peril. Just listening to it, you might be branded a racist. So there you can find that. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it uh, if you search for The Ninja Pastor or Dr. Sean Greener. But the easiest way to get it is drshawngreener.com or theninjapastor.com. Go over to listen. Go on there. and It'll be right there. Uh, or in the Ninja Pastor blog. Some more of that stuff there. So feel free. free. Free of charge. No cost or obligation to you. All right. So today, the most valuable men in town. The most valuable men in town, Acts 4, 12 through 14. Actually, I'll do a little bit more on that. This is from the complete Jewish Bible, by the way. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved. When they saw how politically correct Kepha and Yochanan, I mean, I'm sorry, that's not in there. How bold Kepha and Yochanan, Peter and John, were, even though they were untrained Amharets. This term, by the way, is Talmudic in origin. It's, uh, it's literally people of the land, and, and it could have meant in this 
context, the people of Israel, the people of the land, people of the book. However, its usual meaning in the Talmud is, and, and pretty much thereafter comes from the notion of people who work the land, the people of the land. Um, it kind of, if you recall this uh, in context back then, if you were from there and you recalled this, you would be referred to as ig- an ignorant, uneducated ignoramus. So, um, and some eco-Jews lately, they've kind of reappropriated this this word or, or these words, this expression to emphasize Jews' connection to the land. So anyway, Am Haaretz, that's what that means. Anyway, back to the verse. They were amazed. Also, they recognized them as having been with Yeshua. Moreover, since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there beside them. There was nothing they could say to discredit the healing. Well, here it is in the ESV, the uh, English Standard Version. Uh, just to make, make it easier for you to understand. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed, standing beside them. They had nothing to say in opposition. You know what? We see lots of healings out there, folks. We see lots of people that are healed. You know what? For Pete's sake, or for John's sake, Pete, John, get it? Katha, Yochanan, Peter and John, get that? It's a little joke there. A little preacher humor. You're welcome. That's free of charge. No cost or obligation to you. Amazingly, sometimes we're the ones that are healed. And you know what we do? We reject our healing source more often than we acknowledge him. Let me just let me just say this. You heard me emphasize when I when I was reciting this verse, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved. I want to I want you to understand that here name little things don't mean a lot. They mean everything. Here's the bottom line. A lot of times you have a lot of Christians running around just saying, you know, they'll be in a situation, Jesus, 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 Jesus. First of all, it's not his name. His name is Yeshua, but whatever. Uh, but they'll say there's no other name uh, in under heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved. And they think that that's saying the name. They think it's reciting the name, that that's what they're referring to here. They're not referring to the moniker of God or Christ. They're referring to the entity. The entity, a name, 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 name. Put that in your head. Pack it away. That'll, that'll be uh, good for you later. Look, the Jewish New Testament commentary, it's a great commentary to have. There's no, uh, there is salvation in no one else. There is, for there's no other name in heaven given to mankind by whom we must be saved. Like in um, verse 2 and 36, therefore let the whole house of Israel know beyond doubt that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Yeshua, whom you executed on a stake. Look, this, this verse, there's some, there's some stuff here. There's some theology here that you need to understand, both culturally and contextually. You need to understand that um, there was different things going on than we – what we do is we project that situation upon ourselves and the, the place, the time, the way that we live today the culture, everything, the worldview, all of it. We project that, and we're wrong to do that because it is relating what happened then and there to those people at that time. So there's this, this two-covenant theory, which th- this is what this is. The two-covenant theory posits that Jews don't need Yeshua for salvation, as they already 
uh, they're already with the Father, quote, with the Father through the covenant with Abraham. That's in Yochanan 4, uh, I'm sorry, 14.6 in the complete Jewish Bible. Um, th- that goes this way. Yeshua said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Because you have known me, you will also know the Father from now on. You do know him. In fact, you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. Yeshua replied to him, Have I been with you so long without, know- without your knowing me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm united with the Father and the Father united with me? What I am telling you, I'm not saying on my own initiative. The Father living in me is doing his own works. Trust me that I am united with the Father and the Father united with me. But if you can't, then trust because of the works themselves. Yes, indeed. I tell you that whoever trusts in me will also do the works I do. Indeed. He will do greater ones as I am going to the Father. It is true that a covenant with Abraham assures a special place for the Jewish people as a nation. You've heard me preach about this many, many times. And there are great and valuable promises associated with that covenant. I want you to see Shaul or Paul, his discussion of the subject in Romans 4, 9 through 11, Galatians 3 through 4. uh, And then look at the notes on those chapters if you have a study Bible, especially the complete Jewish Bible. It's fantastic. Or the ESV, by the way. The notes on that are pretty good, too. But it does not guarantee salvation for the individual Jew. That is not among the terms here. Kepha, or Peter, uh, he, he's addressing Jews. He's not talking to Gentiles. And he's speaking by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. That's talked about in verse 8. He asserts that Yeshua is the only person by whom we, the Jewish people, both individually and collectively, must, there's no alternative, be saved from eternal destruction, and God's fury do us because of our sins. And if there is no other salvation for Jews who already have wonderful promises from God, how much more, Matthew 6, 30? Look at the notes there on that, too, if you have a study Bible. It's excellent. There's no other salvation for Gentiles. Moreover, since he is speaking to the leaders of the Jewish nation here, he may also be asserting that national salvation can only come through Yeshua. I want you to look at Matthew 23, 37 through 39. These priests, man, they looked at Peter and John or Kepha and Yochanan. These really learned, well-educated priests, they, they looked at them. They called the Talmudim, Peter and John, um, again, Kepha and Yochanan, ignorant and unlearned. This is what they called them. They said, man, they're ignorant and unlearned people. But here's the thing, here's the crazy, crazy thing. Kepha and Yochanan by themselves would do more to change the world than all of the religious hierarchy in Jerusalem. Every one of these super religious men in their fancy, cool outfits. They would do more to change the world than all of those people. These 13 men are men, you know, the Talmudim followers. They're men from all backgrounds. All backgrounds. They literally changed the world. Look, they, we, had, we got a doctor. We got an intellectual. The rest, listen, they're unlettered, passionate, zealous, sold out, and radical, ordinary men that literally changed the world. Look, I want you to look at a map of the world and see the impact of their lives. Just those two men, P- 
Peter and Yochanan. There isn't a corner of the round globe that is without their touch, without their influence, without their benefit. Did you get that? Corner of the round globe. It's funny there. Why were they the most valuable men in town? The title of this sermon, uh, as I told you, is the most valuable men in town. Why were they? Why were they the most – why am I saying they're the most valuable men in town? Well, here's why. They weren't unlearned and ignorant about the Savior. Look, you could look at them and go, well, that dude's just a fisherman, a stinky, old, sweaty, dusty fisherman. They weren't unlearned and ignorant about the Savior. The complete Jewish Bible, verse 10. And then let it be known to you and all the people of Israel that this – that it is in the name of the Messiah, Yeshua from Nazareth, or Nazareth, whom you had executed on a stake as a criminal, but whom God has raised from the dead, that this man stands before you perfectly healed. This is why Jesus, Yeshua, Yeshua is why. Yeshua Hamashiach, meaning Jesus the Messiah, his actual name and his actual title, Yeshua Hamashiach. This is why this man stands before you perfectly healed. They're doubting it. They can't figure it out. They some stuff up in here they can't figure out. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy thing about Yochanan and Peter. They had been with Jesus. They had been with Yeshua. The world needs people that have been with Yeshua. And i got to ask you the tough question. Have you been with Yeshua? Have you been with Jesus? Look, I'm going to tell you right now, many people know an awful lot about science. A lot of liberal and a lot of conservative um, commentators, and, and I hate to say this, even pastors, they know a lot about science. But very few know the Savior and the creator of science. Uh, science. Many know about mathematics, but few know not. They, they don't know about the master who created all that is numbered and all that is measured. They don't know. They don't know about the creator of numbers and measurement. They know a lot about math, adding stuff up, counting stuff up in their head. But they don't know about the one that created it. Look, there's a lot of people out there that know an awful lot about space, but very few know about grace. And, that, and, and, and he that created space and, and all the known and unknown galaxies, they know a lot about space. They can name stars, but you know what? They don't know anything about the one that created, the one that hung the stars in place and named everyone. You know, there's an awful lot. You know, I'm a political guy. I do a show called The Collision of Faith and Politics. It's on Wednesdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A lot of people know an awful lot about politics, but I'll tell you what, a precious few know about God's plan for their lives, which supersedes all that is politics of man. I'll go one step further. Many know about psychology. They know an awful lot, awful lot about the human mind, how we think. They know an awful lot about that. They know an awful lot about psychology, but few know the one who solves all problems, truly solves all problems. Listen, here's the mystery to these uh, vaunted priests. They're looking at the educational background of these fishermen. They're going, how could it be? How could it be? They're fishermen, and now all of a sudden they're public speakers and theologians? Man, i got to ask you, 
what God will do with one who is completely surrendered and sold out. And to quote my friend uh, Chuck Maxwell, I bet it's still available, an album. I'm in the background singing on that. Myself and Phil just buried uh, Bobby, Bobby G. Maxwell, buried his dad. But he has an album called Sold Out and Radical. What, what God will do? What God will do? Come on, ask yourself, what can God do with one who is completely surrendered? Completely. The word here is completely surrendered to him. You know what? I said a second ago that, you know, these were the most valuable men in town because they were not unlearned and ignorant about the Savior. Well, here's another thing. They were not unlearned and ignorant about the Scriptures. They had a knowledge explosion because they were with Yeshua. Man, we have increased knowledge, and sadly, it's only deepened our dilemma. Look, we have accessed information. We have the internets. We can go on the dot dot the www dot so and so and so and so and find out just about all the knowledge in the world, in the natural. Really, go there to be with Jesus. It's deepened our dilemma. All this increased air quotes knowledge has deepened our dilemma. Look, these men didn't know uh, Kepha and Yochanan. They didn't know books, but they did know the book. Abraham Lincoln, I talk about him in Racist or Truth, You Listen, You Decide. That's a podcast, free of charge, no cost or obligation to you, at uh, com or theninjapastor.com. I quote him there as well, or I talk about him there. Better to have knowledge of the Bible than other books. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. Look, their knowledge of scriptures, ancient scriptures, equipped them to serve. Guess what they didn't have? They didn't have a Bible to walk around like we do. They didn't have the internets to type in, oh, what's that verse? It's so-and-so. They didn't have uh, 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 commentaries and all that stuff. They didn't have any of that. We do, and yet we don't know. We know many great universities in America were founded to teach the Bible, were founded to teach scripture, Harvard, Yale, Princeton. They were founded to teach Scripture, teach godly things. What have they become? I'll tell you what they've become. Men and mankind, we foolishly get too wise for God's book. We get too smart. We get too evolved for God's book. Man, we know an awful lot of stuff. We sure know an awful lot of stuff, don't we? So then we get too smart for our britches. We get too smart for God's book. Psalm number two, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Oh, look at those people down there. Think they're so smart. Look, these men, Kepha and Yochanan, John, uh, Peter and John, they had a firsthand deep knowledge of the Old Testament. They lived it. Their knowledge of the Bible let them know what was happening. I said, you look, how many people do you know that, that aren't very educated, but boy, they know about Scripture? Somehow or another, they know about Scripture. These men, Kepha and Yochanan, they were not unlearned and ignorant about the Savior. They were not unlearned and ignorant about Scriptures. And you know what else? They were not unlearned and ignorant about salvation. Salvation, the importance of the Word. Day by day, we're saved. By God's grace, by the redemption of Yeshua HaMashiach. We are given the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit. 
hey, man, let's talk about salvation a second. To Noah, the ark meant salvation. But to others, they perished because they didn't accept. They perished because they didn't believe. They perished because they didn't go in faith. They didn't live it. They didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm responding to what you said. I don't know what rain is because I've never seen it. I don't know what this big behemoth of a thing is because I've never seen one of these. But I see you've got a bunch of animals. You've got a bunch of food. you got your family. There might be something to this. I think I might hop on. Got room for me? Here I come. And then the rain starts. How about to Israel at the Red Sea? Exodus 14, 13 says, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Man, it looked like death was coming for these folks. They said, you want us to what? He says, I'm going to smack my, God told me, smack my, Moshe, I'm going to smack my rod down. I'm going to smack it down, my staff. I'm going to smack it down at this water. And the, God says, the water's going to part. I'm going to believe him because I can. I'm going to believe him because I must. And you all are going to follow me. And they're looking at the sea. They watch it split. Walls of water on either side. The water parts and they go through and they go to safety. And yet their pursuers perish. Stand still. All we have to do sometimes is stand still. But we get, we get bound up in a bunch of noise. We get bound up in a bunch of people postulating things they think is so smart and so cool. Hip, trendy, and cool, man. I'm telling you, people get trapped by their problems. They get trapped by their problems, most of which we cause upon ourselves, right? We put upon ourselves. We get trapped. We get perplexed. Man, what am I going to do? I'm stuck here. I don't know what to do. don't know how to get out. So I go to the Internet. I look to man. Somebody tell me how I can get out of this thing. Somebody tell me how I can be helped. Somebody tell me how I can be fixed. Somebody help me. Kepha and Yochanan, they could tell people how to get rid of their sins. They could tell people how to get to heaven. These religious leaders, they couldn't do it. These smart, book-learning people. Look, folks, I'm not throwing rocks at book-learning people because I've got 11 years of postgraduate education, and I can tell you this. It don't help you if you don't know God. It doesn't help you if you don't place your faith in Christ. Doesn't help you if you don't be sold out and radical for Christ. Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. You can be the most valuable person in your area. These these men, they were unlearned. They were ignorant of, uh, you know, look, these people, they had all the trappings, right? These religious leaders, they had all the trappings of knowledge. They had all the trappings to say, hey, these people know an awful lot about it, yet these fishermen. They're the ones that knew. People that were pointing and jeering at Yohanan and Kepha and John and, and, uh, and Peter. He said, man, you don't, know any, you don't know anything yet. They were the ones that didn't know about salvation. I'll tell you right now, Peter and John, they weren't unlearned and they were not ignorant about the scriptures. And you know what else? They weren't unlearned and ignorant about the Savior, the most important knowledge we could ever have. And with that knowledge, I'm here to tell you, you can be the most valuable person in your area where you live. Don't worry about going to India or to Africa. Work in ever-increasing circles around where you live, around 
where you work. Be the most valuable person in your area. I'm going to tell you the need is great. You've got to give your life to Christ for his service. You've got to take time to be with Yeshua. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. And the way that's accomplished is you have to saturate your mind. And you've got to saturate your heart. You've got to saturate your soul with the Bible, with Scripture. Man, you can't carry the message, the, 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 the saving, healing, redemptive message of salvation to other people unless you've got it in your heart. The only way you get that is you take time to be with God. You take time to be with His Son, Yeshua. You take time through Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit, to let Scripture come into your body. Father, I'm being still and studying and learning of you. I've got my hurts, habits, and hang-ups, but I'm turning my life over to you. And then what do we do? Once we have this message of salvation that we're living out ourselves, we carry it to others. Listen, if you can't carry a gallon of milk or a gallon of water or a basket of food to anyone, when you don't have it yourself. You know what they say on airplanes, right? I just finished a flight back to Memphis and uh, down to Memphis and back. And, and what do they say to you? They say, Hey, you know, nobody pays attention to this, but if you're traveling with small children in the case of cabin depressurization, please put the mask on yourself first parents and then put them on your children. Can't help your kids. If you're dead, can't lead people. To Christ, unless you have Christ, truly spending time with Yeshua, truly saturating your mind day in and day out, saturating your heart day in and day out in the quiet times that you create, saturating your soul, healing your soul with scripture, and then carry that message. You know what? Nobody believes somebody that, that, that has hesitant faith. Nobody believes them. You'll never convince anybody. Nobody's going to believe you. If you don't believe what you're saying, you know what? You don't believe what you're saying. They're not going to believe what you're saying. That's the truth, folks. That's the truth. You got to live it to believe it. I'll tell you right now, God will use you. God will use you to change your world. I'm going to ask you a hard question here, folks. Do you have God's delivery system? You say, what's that? Come on, Ninja Pastor, you're using words I don't know. What is this? We talking UPS, FedEx, DHL, USPS? No. God will use you to change the world when you when you take upon yourself, put into your soul and your psyche and every fiber God's delivery system. What is that? Faith. I know in whom I have believed, and I know that he is able. You've got to believe what you're talking about. You've got to believe what you're living. Don't halfway do it. Do it all the way. I've got to ask you, are you emotionally and spiritually ready for Adonai Elohim to move in this land, starting in your heart, starting in your home, starting in your community? Are you ready? Are you emotionally and spiritually ready to engage? Are you spiritually and emotionally ready for God to move in this land, this hurting, troubled, sorrow-filled 
jacked up land that we live in. Man, before that's going to start, he's got to be in your heart. It's got to start in your heart. It's got to start in your home. It's got to start in your community. As I say all the time, don't worry about going someplace 6,000 miles away, just where you are. That brings a couple questions I have for you. Are you ready to move from bondage to freedom in Yeshua? Are you ready to move from death to expectation? Are you ready to move from sorrow to joy? Are you ready to move from hopelessness to fullness and shalom? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? I hear so many good Christian folk, good people, good people. They talk about, I'm just waiting for the move of God. I'm just waiting for the move of Christ. I'm waiting for Christ to move. I'm waiting for God to move. I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm in a holding pattern. I'm waiting. Now, these are good Christian folk. I'm not throwing rocks. Good Christian folk, and they talk all the time. They're in a, a place of pause. Ready? Aim, 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 aim. They're still in the aiming. They're ready, and they're aimed, but they haven't fired. They're waiting for the move of God. I've got great news for you, my fellow followers of the way, my fellow believers, my fellow faithful. Look, man, we're not waiting on the move of God. We are the move of God. We're not waiting on the move of God to suddenly appear out of nowhere. We're it. We are the hands and the feet of Christ. He told us what to do, what to say, how to move, how to pray. He told us what to study. And he said, you're my people. And once I go to the Father, you're going to be, do the, you're going to be able to do the things that I do. Not to make yourself great but to glorify the Father. That's why Peter and John could do what they did. That's why the Talmudim or the disciples did what they did. That's the only way. That's the only reason. Man, I've got to encourage you. Don't sit around. Don't sit around worrying. Oh, I'm just waiting on the move of God. Lord Jesus, come. Man, I, I'm in bondage. I need to be freed, Yeshua. Come. I'm, I'm waiting death. I'm waiting death. I, Lord Jesus, come. Man, I just can't get out of my sorrow. I can't get out of my hurts, habits, and habits. Habits. Lord Jesus, come. I'm so hopeless. Man, I'm so hopeless and so empty. Lord Jesus, come. What are you waiting for? Move from bondage to freedom in Yeshua. Move from death to expectation in Yeshua. Move from sorrow to joy in Yeshua, move from hopelessness to fullness and shalom in Yeshua. Don't wait on the move of God. We are the move of God, and I'll tell you right now, the time is now. Why don't you be a valuable person in your town? Are you willing? Are you able? Are you willing and are you able? to be the most valuable person in your home, in your subdivision, in your town, in your city, in your state, in your nation, are you? Then stop waiting for the move of God. You're it. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week 
at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow dr sean on twitter at the ninja pastor and on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash god in country radio and check out all the free messages archive shows and buy dr sean's critically acclaimed book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america at www.drshawngreener.com join us during the week and in the meantime dr sean will be fighting for you and for this great country thank you for joining us in this fight